Okay, guys, let's uh, let's settle down here. Let's turn around. Let's discuss this together. Okay, guys. So, the the fifth commandment: Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long, it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. What we've seen thus far um, in the first four commands is that the Lord is giving Israel, and of course we've discussed this is the moral law, so it applies to all of God's people, uh, but He's giving Israel and He's saying to them uh, that this is how you relate to me. I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, the break happens in the, the first four. Uh, uh, the first four, you, this is how you love God. You, you render your whole self unto Him. And then now He's turning to our human relationships. Now, I want you to think about this, okay? Order in the scriptures is important. The first relationship that God addresses after He's done with Himself is the one between you and your parents. Okay, that is significant. Order, that's why you never find... You, you see the Old Testament, uh, the, the Ten Commandments listed twice. And each time, the order is exactly the same. Paul tells us later on when he quotes this one and says this is the first commandment with a promise. Meaning that order matters when it comes to these commands. So that is why God starts first by telling you how to deal with Him because He is the supreme being. And then He says when He now turns His attention to human relationships, the first place He takes you is your relationship with your parents, your guardians, whoever it is that raised you, the person who is in charge of your life in that sense, uh, your parents. Um, that is extremely significant. Okay? He did not turn from himself and say, now do not kill. He's going to say that in two weeks' time. But he said first, honor your parents. And this is ex- significant because it shows that when it comes to our human relationships, um, when it comes to societal order, the, the relationship between a child and his parents or her parents is extremely vital. Many, in many ways, we could say this, that the, the, the relationship that you have with your parents or those above you and the way that you treat them, okay, we're going to get to this, but the way that you treat them is indicative of what kind of person you are in the society. You with me? The way that you relate to your parents. Notice he doesn't say, 
Okay, keep the Sabbath, da-da-da-da-da. And then says, parents, love your children. Doesn't say that. Doesn't say, you know, parents, take care of your kids. Give them ice cream or whatever it was, ice cream back 3,000, three, three and a half thousand years ago. What, what was ice cream back then? Like, I don't know, some ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever it was. He, does, he doesn't say that. He doesn't turn his attention to the parents. He turns his attention to you. He turns his attention to the one who has a parent. He assumes that you have a parent, and then he talks to you with regards to how you are to treat your parents. This is, a re- this is how you treat your parents. This is not really a definition of the relationship between both ways. It's how you deal with your parents. Now, I've said this to you guys before, but I'll repeat it because it's true. You need to stop this nonsense of de- tell it, saying that how somebody else treats you is, determines how you're going to treat them. How somebody else treats you has absolutely nothing to do in God's eyes with how you treat them. Absolute nonsense. To say that because this person treats me this way, I'm going to react this way. That is, that is coming from the devil. To treat people the way that, okay, I'm going to react, an eye for an eye, or that is not biblical Christianity. So, we, I want you to understand what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about your life as, re, as it regards them. Okay, I don't care about them. Okay, I'm talking, about, I'm talking to you. Your life as it regards to them. You, your attitudes towards them. Your heart meditation towards them. Your actions towards them. Your speech regarding them. You, you with me? It's not about them and you. It's you and them. Because that's what God will require of you. God is never going to come to you when you're dead and say, why did your parents treat you this way? Right? God's not going to say, why did your parents abuse you? It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It's them. They, they, will deal, they will have to answer to God for that. He's going to come to you and say, how did you treat your parents? You with me? Okay, you need to... One of the things that just simplifies our life is that if we just know what our responsibilities are. Okay? Just, just live with your responsibility and do your duty the way that you're supposed to. And the other things, we'll, we'll get into it. And of course, there's, there's many nuances to what I'm saying. There's many different things that happen here. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But I just, I just kind of just want to grab your mind. And I want you to understand that we're talking about you with regards to them and how you treat them. Uh, this command, how you honor, honor your mother and your father, is, a, is a, what we call a, a, a command that is inclusive of all authority commands. Every single time, in the New Testament especially, they refer to other authority structures, they use this language. Do you remember, do you remember when, I, um, when, when I asked you a few weeks ago, oh no, when I said to you a few weeks ago, that every single command, every single thing that you're told to do in the New Testament comes from one of the Ten Commandments. Remember when I said that? That you can always trace it to one of the Ten Commandments. Every single, where, every single time you hear in the New Testament where you are told how you are to treat people who are superiors to you, your, your boss, your, your, you know, if you're a wife, your, hus- if you're a wife your, your husband, 
if it's if you're um, you know if you're a student, those who are in charge of you in that sense. Uh, if you're a citizen, your government. Whenever you see that, thou, those relationships brought into view in the New Testament, they borrow language from this particular command. This is a society organizing command. It has its effects in, a, in its, it, here in the nuclear family, but it has broader effects into the society that God wanted to create in Israel, and thus the heart, the society that God wants to create. Um, in the new humanity. Okay, Israel is supposed to be typical of the new humanity. The, the ones made again in the image of Jesus Christ, which is us. And so, I, I want, how, you, how you react to this, how you deal with this, the, the whataboutisms that you do with this are going to filter to literally every part, every relationship where you are supposed to be underneath someone. And let me tell you that if your attitude is not godly with regards to this, my dear friend, you're going to have messed up relationships. And you're going to have a lot of friction and a lot of problems because you're not doing things like God in the way that God says. Now, I'm saying this all in the negative, but really this is very positive. Okay? How beautiful a thing it is if we were all to honor our parents. The kind of society that you will find. Uh, the kind of church that we will be if we were people who honored our parents. Okay, that is why I'll always say to you, you know, you, you, if, if, you're, if you are here as a student, who are you under? Okay, you're under your parents or whoever it is that sent you. And so therefore it is necessary for you to think like that. You must honor them um, and there is blessing in that as well. We're going to discuss that in a moment. Are you with me? Let's get into it. Group one. Discuss what honoring your parents looks like in all of these different phases of life. Yeah, so, so in that, we're assuming that this is like a good family situation, right? Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, because what you just said, you don't want to emulate your dad if he's a drunk and he slaps you around, right? Right? So, I'm, I'm, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just making that clear for everyone, okay? That you, you emulate and you do as they say, if of course this is, you know, the right kind of thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then you're, as we're 
Yeah. Yeah, they didn't pay for you to come here to watch Dragon Ball Z. Okay? Yeah. Chigo, we, we started late, so I need you to speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, great. Let's, um, that's, that's all very good. Uh, there's not much more to add, but I, I just want to give you some key words to work with here, okay? What we would call the formative years, and I'd say really that's from zero up until while, while you're still underneath them. Um, and let's say perhaps, let's, let, let, let's break this down in chunks. There's a large section of your life where from zero to while you're still underneath them so and you're not really an adult yet yeah, and that that could be a lot of things could range from 18 to 21 or something like this the 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 relationship is defined by obedience you with me the word that you're looking for there is obedience but this obedience looks different at different stages within that zero to 18 or 20, 21 years you with me so from zero till about, let's say, I don't know, maybe 13 or 14, the obedience is just blank. Okay? I've said this, that's what's going to happen. You with me? Okay. No, like, hey, hey, that's what I've said. Okay? I'm the parent. Now, of course, it depends. I think, I think you, you don't want to put a number to this because it depends on the children and the relationships. It could be that that, that switch starts from around nine where it becomes more of a conversation and things like this where you you're being informed more but but you must understand that that the general tenor is obedience mom said this that's what we're doing okay that's primarily what honor means in those situations at that early age mom said this is what we're doing dad said this is what we're doing gogo said this and that's what we're doing okay auntie whoever it is that you're under okay uh, said this, therefore that is what's going to happen. And not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen as soon as she says it. You with me? Okay, now I know I'm talking to people who are beyond this now, but I'm trying to just show you the importance of this. There, there's a stage in which it is blank, exactly what they've said, it is to be done. Now, of course, with all authorities, and again, like we've said, you know, uh, uh, breaking what God has said is an issue in general. But, but put aside that for a second, okay? Put aside the exception clauses. Just talk about the general tenor. They tell you to go fetch them water. You fetch them water. And unfortunately, you know, if you grew up in an African household, you'll notice that your, your mama will be right, Gogo will be right there. The water's over there. You're in the other room, one. It's man, man, water. 
Why? Why? What, what do you want? Give me this wart. And then when are you losing your mind? But Coco, you could have just taken it. Honor your parents. Okay? 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 Honor, I'm, 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 yeah? Honor your parents. When, it, when you're five years old, there's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no space for you to say, no, why don't you get up and take it? You do what you're told. Are you with me? I, I'm telling you guys because I, the, the reason I'm saying this is because we, we live in an age right now where we, we, for some reason, our opinions are like everything. Okay, this is what I think. This is what, no, but I don't think that that's accurate. It doesn't matter. Are, are you understanding this? There's a lot of things that God does that you don't understand. Now must we have a conversation? There's a lot of things that God does that you do not understand. There's a lot of things that, that are beyond your understanding. Are you going to trust Him and obey Him? Or are you going to go back and forth arguing and then what? Who are you going to fight with? You understand? Like, we, you, you need to, you, there, is, there is a subjection that of total obedience. Total given over, total yebo, that's what I will do, that is necessary for human beings. It ultimately goes to God. The more we grow up, of course, that well, from every time until we die, that's given over to God. But when you're a child, and especially in those formative years, it belongs to your parents. Your parents are not going to debate with you about certain things. They, God has given them an office, a place, in which they now are the ones, because He has given you to them, they then have the, 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 the prudential right to administrate your life. And then there's going to come a time, okay, in that range, where it becomes more of a, where now there's explanation, there's discussion, you know, and, and, and there's still rules though, but perhaps the rules now, they perhaps let you go a little bit more. And they say, okay, now you're thinking for yourself, now you're, you know, you're forming your own ideas, so let's let you, let's give you a bit more freedom now to make your own decisions and things like that. There are still some certain rules in this house that must be obeyed, blankly, of course, but now, you, because now you're growing up and you're becoming a teenager, you're making your own, they now give you, and again, I'm assuming you have good parents here, okay? Uh, like I said, we're, unfortunately, the scripture does generally talk in the ideal, and then we have to work, work with the unideal. It says, honor your mother and father, um, and that's generally, it's not, it's assuming in those particular situations, in some of those particular situations that you'll do exactly, your mother and father is honorable, okay? Just like when it says wives submit to your husbands, it's assuming that the husbands are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if the husband starts beating the wife, starts... Uh, sleeping around, etc., etc., then the wife can't just still just be at his women willy. And there's all exceptions like that. But, but, but just work with me here. We're talking in general, okay? Okay, we're, so we're talking in general. Uh, and you, they, they let you go, they let you go. And then there comes a time when you're now an adult and now like where you're at right now, where you're making your own decisions. And of course, if you've got good parents, they should be allowing you now to make some, a lot more decisions, a lot more with you. But if, if you're still under their house, if, by that I mean if you're still under their home, they're the ones still taking care of you, they still call the shots. So now you can't come and say, no, but Mina, I'll come home at 12. If, if your mom or your grandmother or your aunt or your dad wants to lock the doors at 10. Okay? 
you still and it, but that moves from the realm of obedience to the realm of respect i'm going to respect the rules that you've set for your house are you with me now then you get to so in in the, and this is where i want to talk about now i'm talking to you here in university life let me let me give you a few things yeah. your parents are not idiots are you with me okay your parents are not idiots. There is a lot of wisdom that has been gained by their, through their age. Are you with me? All these decisions that you're making on your own without consulting them, you are losing something. Are you with me? When you try and hide things from them, you are dishonoring them. Things of material value to them. Are you with me? Things that matter to them, things that matter about your life, and you're hiding them from them. You don't want them to know that now you've got. You, you, you don't want to tell you where I'm looking at you. You don't want to tell your dad that there's this guy talking to you because you know what your dad's not going to approve of this guy because all this guy does is party and drink. So you don't want to tell your dad about him because you know dad's not going to be happy with him. God has given you someone to protect you and here you are when I'm trying to run. It's like you've got, you've got criminals coming, uh, coming for you. Here's the police station and you run away from the police station. You, 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 you're trying to keep the criminals with you. No, let's not go. Let's not go. God has... Let's not go. No, 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 no. Come. Keep chasing me. Keep chasing me but not towards the police station. What nonsense is this? God has given you a place to be safe. But when you are choosing to not use that safety, what are you doing? Okay? They, you, have to, you have to think of them. And especially, I'm talking to those of you who actually have parents like a mom and a dad who've tried. Okay? They've made mistakes. Of course they have. But they've tried. And you're here at university. They've paid for you, whatever. Your dad is working. Your mom is... Or your mom, your single parent, whoever. They've tried something. Fed, how are you going to dishonor them like this? By hiding things from them that are material of a material importance. Of serious, how are you gonna dishonor them like this? How are you gonna lie to them? How are you gonna live your life in secret from them? You understand? How, how I just I, I don't get it. Like it's such a it's such a like God is you know how many people don't have parents? Do you know how many people don't have the benefit of a parent who tried? And here you are. It, be it a gogo or whatever, they are orphans. And, and that gogo tried. And when uh, you're going to come, yes, you're going to grumble about petty things that don't matter. You see what I'm saying? Guys, let, let's do better at honoring our parents. Thank them. Honor them. Honor their words. Okay, they, they make mistakes. And especially if they're not Christian, perhaps they're going to say certain things that you don't agree with. Fine. Put that aside. If, if your parent is a not, not a Christian, and then they say things that are clearly, you know, that doesn't seem like it's wisdom from God. Okay, put that aside. Okay, deal with that. Okay, well, I, I'm going to put that aside. But that doesn't color who the person is. This is your parent. You go to them for wisdom. So that you, you, you I, I want to I help you, especially those of you who don't have, those of you who have non-Christian parents. Let me help you. You need to build capital with them. Such that when it comes a time to disobey them on a Christian ground, 
it doesn't shake the whole world. Are you with me? So you need to be the person who's always honoring them, going out of your way to honor them. Honor them in a way that, that's culturally very relevant to them. Don't tell me about this westernization of stuff that you care about now, you don't care about this, you don't want to call your... Do whatever is culturally relevant to honor your parents. If it means that for you in your culture, when your dad comes into a room, you go down on your knees, go down on your knees, you're not going to die. Have you ever seen a, a death report? Or why did this person die? They went on their knees. Honor your parent. Okay, that's what they receive as honor. You don't like it because of your 21st century sensibilities. Who cares? Your parent feels honored when you come, come before her or come before him in a respectful tone. Asking questions. Gleaning on their wisdom. Coming like this. Yebo baba, yebo mom. That, they're honored that way. You with me? Do that. Do what is required. Okay? Don't, don't um, build that capital so that they know that my child honors me. So that when they come and say nonsense, like, you know, here you are, maybe now you're 23, uh, you're dating a guy who's a Christian, or you're dating a girl who's a Christian, and you guys have decided to get married because that's what God says. And so now you guys are deciding we're going to get married. And so you, you, you want to win your parents over. You have built up. Now, your parents still have you know, ambitions for you. They want you to get a PhD and another PhD and go all over the world before you, you think about getting married. Um, but you've built so much capital up until that point of just extravagantly honoring them. Always taking their advice. When it's just an administrative thing and neutral, always taking their advice, always taking their word, going, you've just built up so much capital that when it comes to that issue, it won't shake the world. I'm telling you, it won't. Like, I, I've seen this in people's lives, even in my own life. My uncle did not, did not want to hear I got married at 25. My uncle did not want to hear it. He had said to me, don't you dare come to me with a girl until you're 40. He said, only when you're 40. He was like being serious. And he said it to me each time I saw him for like a few years while I was working here. And I knew this, this is going to be a mountain. But by God's grace, um, and again, just by God's grace, and because I've been taught this way by my pastors and others, that you have to just keep honoring. I kept honoring him. So when I came to him and said, I have a girl, there was no issues. You with me? Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen 100% like that in general, but, but just think about it that way. Build capital. Always honor them as much as you're able to um, um, in that particular sense. So that when it comes to, when they, when they say actual nonsense, actual unbiblical stuff, because you're not, they're not Christians, you see, then you can, you, 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 they know who you are. They expect honor from you. So they know that even when you speak back in that situation and talking to them and working with them, they know that... This is from a place of honor. But don't be this child who's always questioning your mom. Always questioning your dad. Always getting frustrated with your, with your parents. Always just like, and you make your frustration known. Guys, don't do this, please. You with me? Don't do it. Um, honor, honor your parents. When you're, yeah, when you're seeking a spouse in marriage, um, uh, honoring, of course, takes a different shape. It's honoring. Um, um, but um, it's now, you know, you've created a, a new family unit now. So the honoring takes a different shape. So they need to know that there, there's a separate family unit here um, that, that you, are, you have formed. And so they might 
they might not be able to, you might not be able to, and they might not be able to enjoy as much honor as they have in the past because now you're not just going to take everything that they say, you're going to take what they say if they give you some advice on some issues, but you and your spouse are going to make the decisions for yourselves because now you've created your own family unit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't, you, you won't honor them. You're with me here. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you're not honoring them in that, uh, but they, they, they needs to be, there needs to be a separation. Um, Where they choose another person and you have another one. Yes. Ooh, Bollywood move. <laughs> Ooh, you might as well start dancing. Yes. <laughs> you might as well. Bollywood movie, Baba. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so let's put it this way, you're an adult, okay? If you're at an age to choose a spouse, you're now an adult. <clears throat> Which means there's, a, there's no more a command relationship, there's an honor one. Okay, so that, that, that blank obedience leaves at some point. Because now you're an adult. And so now you make your own decisions and God, because you, you know God is going to discuss with you who, about who you marry. You're not going to discuss with your parents. And so, it, 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 but you see, have a vision for how to disagree with your parents in an honorable fashion. You, you see what I'm saying? Think about how to disagree with them uh, related to spousal issues and, and, and you know, big decisions, you know. They, they really want to get involved sometimes. Um, <clears throat> so, I would say that, just, that you're, you're an adult now, so you can't... I personally do not see a... Um, a reason to say that you have to marry who they tell you. Um, um, I, I, don't, I don't see it. I think uh, the scripture doesn't specifically give us guidelines on the marriage process. Okay? It's just cultural. God leaves it cultural and gives us biblical principles. Don't defraud. Don't sin, etc. Uh, those kinds of things. And, and he says in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, Marry whomever you want, only in the Lord. So the only stipulation is that the person has to be in the Lord. So, it, you, you kind of have freedom there to, to make your own decision. L- let me, um, are you happy with that? Let me, let, let me I want to move on to a, a bit of a sticky subject here in this period when you start working, okay? When you start working now and you're becoming your own person. Um, there's this thing called black tax. Have you heard of it? Yeah. For those who don't know, black tax essentially is this, is this thing where because a lot of people are the first in their families to go to university because of the, the kind of issue that we have in this country, that we've had in this country, uh, they then have to kind of pull a lot of their families back home up with them. So you start working your first paycheck and there's like five people back home looking to it. And maybe it's not just that, but there's also like kind of, um, you know, mom expects a house kind of thing. You with me? Um, um, uh, dad, you know, you know, expects a car, 
Some dads say, before you buy yourself a car, buy me a car. Um, um, because, you know, I, I took care of you. It uplift us. We invested with you so that you can uplift us. See, that's the idea because they have been not uplifted in the past. So, let me just give you a few words regarding that. And I think the principles apply even if you don't have black text or whatever. Even if you come from a different culture, the principles will still apply. Um, you, number one, you have a responsibility to make a return to your parents if they are destitute. You with me? You have a biblical, God-ordained responsibility to make a return to your parents if they are destitute. I chose those words very carefully. If you don't, let me give you this verse because I think this verse you need to see it. Come with me to First Timothy chapter five. You need to see this verse. It's extremely important um, that you understand this principle. Um, <clears throat> okay. First Timothy chapter 5, and I'll read from verse 3. Um, this is Paul telling Timothy how the church should be ordered. And here specifically now he's talking about how, who, to give, who should the church support physically okay who the who the church support look at verse 3 honor widows who are what who are truly widows meaning widows who truly have no one on the world okay but if a widow has children or grandchildren let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents for this is pleasing in the sight of god let them first learn to show godliness. It is a matter of showing godliness to take care of your parents if they are destitute. Okay? When I say if they are destitute, meaning that they, if there's really, they, they don't have any other income. There's, no, there's really nothing that's coming. They, they don't have anything. They, like, they just live day to day. And now you have an opportunity to make a return. And he says widows here because in that culture, widows were the ones who were really in trouble, okay? Um, but certainly societal factors today would mean that some men, even some dads, might be in the same category. For example, if your dad, got in, was, your dad was a mine worker here in the mines and then he fell in back before there was, you know, there was, a, you know, workers' compensation and things like that. And then he's crippled, he can't really work. And they're just, they're sitting at home living in a hut. You understand? Um, then in that case, you, you have to make a return. Which means that you need to take care of their physical needs. They need to... The church, if they're Christians back home... So let's say your parents who are destitute are Christians back home. They're in a church. The pastors and deacons of the church and the leadership of that church should make sure that that church does not get burdened with people who are destitute, who have children, who claim to be Christians and are working. You with me? It's a return if they're destitute. Now, the destitute component is extremely important. Here's the second principle. Do not create a dependency when there is any, when there isn't any. Do not create a dependency. Okay, as it relates to giving them money and taking care of them physically, don't create a dependency if they were fine before. Is this clear to you? So if they, if they, were, able to, they were able to make their way, they were living, they, were, they have a roof over their heads, Upgrading, God doesn't say you need to upgrade their life to make them middle class. Okay? 
as long as they have a roof over their heads, they've got a, a place to sleep, uh, you can of course help them here and there. You can of course help them here and there. And, uh, but, but do not create a monthly dependency when there's no need for it. Ask yourself this question. If I don't send this, what will they eat? Where will they sleep? What will they wear? You with me? If you know what they will eat, because you know there's a check that's coming from your mom's pension, uh, the company was giving your dad this, and your dad's got this, and your dad does odd jobs as well. They're able to live. They've got food on their plate. It's just the two of them, perhaps, and that kind of situation. Or even the people that are, there's children there, and I don't know, maybe there's like child support grants or whatever. If you know that they're fine, then don't, don't now insert yourself in that situation because you're going to put a yoke on your neck that you can't handle. Your job is to make sure that they don't go to bed hungry when there's nothing. Okay? I saw a hand. Um, you, know, you know where I get these three things from? Okay, can anybody tell me where I'm getting the fact that it's food, clothing, and shelter? Can anybody tell me where I'm getting that from? Uh, is it the what? No, no. No, I'm getting from the Bible. No, Scripture. No. It's Matthew. When, when Jesus says, these are the things that you need. And Jesus, yes, Matthew chapter 6, when G, verse 30, around verse 33, where Jesus makes it clear what is it that we need to live. And he gives us three things that we're promised by the Father. Food, clothing, shelter. So if your mom is going to bed naked because she's got no clothes, shame on you. Okay? If your dad is sleeping underneath the sky, shame on you. If your grandmother is going to sleep tonight and there's nothing. She's just like drinking water from probably like the river. That's not good. Shame on you. You need to make a return. They must eat if you're eating. How can you eat when? La, a goal. You're eating here in Johannesburg, driving a fancy car. You have DSTV and your mom is, is hungry back in the village somewhere or whatever the situation is in some slum somewhere. You can't do that. They need to be, they need to be eating. That is, that is showing godliness um, uh, before the Lord. Yes, Mosibud. Help them. Help, help them. Help them. You must, you, must, you, must, you must try and find a way. And one of the ways, and here's the thing, one of the ways that you help them is to not bail them out. When, when they're foolish. Do you understand that sometimes the, 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 the recompense for our actions is a teaching tool from God? So when you do something stupid with your finances and you feel the effects of it, you learn not to do that again. You with me? So sometimes you, you don't have to insert yourself in those situations. Help them. Sit down with them. You've got knowledge now. You know the, such a thing as a budget. 
Maybe your parents don't come from a place where they know about budgets. Sit down, help them with the budget. Try and help them manage their employees, uh, their, manage their finances. I'll give you an example. Right now, uh, my, my, my grandmother's finances are managed from my house. So I send her, this is how much you need. I'm going to send her money from her own money. From her own money. I'm the one. Yeah. Yeah. Her own money. Yes. It's her own money, but she's, she's too old now. And she's, she lives with cousins and kids who I can't trust. They've already burnt me in the past. So I, I take her card. Her card is same with me. And I send her now. Go to the ATM and take out this money. This is your own money. She's the one who sees on her phone when her own money comes in. And I tell you, see, you see, I'm giving you all your money every month. But I'm going to give it to you at the right point so that, so that you know that you're able to use it. Because she's too old now. She's too old to be able to manage it. Help them. Sometimes you're going to have to intervene physically like that. But um, when they're still able to do things for themselves, try and help them. Try and, and don't, but don't talk down to them. Don't talk down to them, okay? It's an indignity. You know, when, when you grow, grow older, you'll notice this from older saints. Your whole body is just telling you, why are you still, what are you still doing here? Like your whole body is screaming, you're groaning, you're just unhappy, you're generally irritable. So don't now be, tell them that they're an inconvenience and talk down to them, okay? Honorably and respectfully help them. Are you with me? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, boy. The repay, the repay should, not get in, 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 should not get in the way of that. I mean, what do people need to live? I mean, we're talking about in the case of some, about living, right? So what do they need to live, really? If they don't need that much, such that that should get in. I mean, think about this, like, um, you know there's a number of foods. Again, it just depends where they are at and where they live. But there's a number of tax-free foods. Do you know this? In the tax bracket, there's no tax on it. So they're like dirt cheap. So you can buy a lot of those foods um, and where they're able to actually have a lot of food. So a small amount of money goes, goes a long way in that sense. So you just need to get a bit more creative. I don't think that uh, m- getting married should be hindered by this principle at all. And you should be able to still to save towards, a, to this, towards this particular goal while at the same time making a repayment if they're like completely uh, destitute. And um, yeah, you, should, you, you can find ways to solve that, you know, even as a couple. So I don't think that that should be a problem for anyone. I, especially, and again, uh, gen, okay, it might be a problem for some people, okay? Okay, okay, so I'm generalizing here. Some people, especially like, I don't know, if you work at like some company that's famous for not paying people, I don't know, PWC or something, and it doesn't chase you peanuts or something like that, I don't know, then it might be a problem, but I would encourage you to try and make it not a problem, okay? Try and try hard, especially because I'm talking to people generally here who have university degrees. So I'm expecting you to be at a particular bracket, okay? If I was talking to people perhaps in the village or perhaps people who are in like the mines or people in the working class, maybe I'd be saying something different. But you guys are going to have degrees and generally you're going to start off at a higher level in general. And so from that level, you should be able to, uh, to, to manage those kinds of things. It's all just in the budgeting. It might mean that for you, you need to kind of not give yourself certain luxuries, you understand? 
um, Cook instead of going to Domino's or, or there's no more Domino's. Go to Debonair's, you know, cook and save money that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we've covered that first question, isn't it? Uh, honoring your parents looks different in different times. Uh, and, uh, and when they are destitute, it is a matter of your, Christiana- your Christianity to take care of them. You absolutely must do this. Um, and you must make a... Actually, I didn't say anything about when they're old and can't look after themselves. You need to make a plan. Okay, when they're old and can't look after themselves, and you can see this person is living perhaps alone, or there's two of them, they're living alone, and every now and again they're breaking a hip, they're falling, they're doing something, you know, they break... Make a plan. Make a proper plan. Don't just, don't just ignore it. Don't, don't ignore that. Find somewhere. And, that, and let me tell you, that plan is going to cost you. Yeah? So they might actually be well off. Okay? They might have money or whatever. But they just need physical help in some way. So it might, it might cost you. you might, uh, it might mean that for a time you live close to them. Yeah? You live close to them so that you are you're easily accessible. Or if you have, a, you know, let's say now it's 10 years, 10, 20 years down the line, so now you've got perhaps a big house, you've got kids and a, and a spouse, you've got a big house, and perhaps you have, you have a cottage. It might mean putting them in the cottage. Okay? It might mean hiring someone to take care of them. But you can't just say, my mom or my dad or my grandmother is out there fending for themselves. I don't know right now if she's going to slip and fall and kill herself. And, but I'm happy here, you know eating chips. You can't do that. Okay, that's not making a return to your parents. You need to make a plan. You need to be thoughtful about it. It is a matter of your Christianity to take care of your parents, especially when they need you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Group B. What are some common reasons that people give not to honor their parents? List as many as you can and then give... A biblical answer to each. Okay. I'm going to ask you to go a little bit quick here. Ah, great. Ricardo, I know you can speak fast. Basically, all the verses that you've said apply to that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, yeah.
Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. So don't, don't, don't fret yeah. about financial stability. Trust the Lord and do what He tells you to do. I like it. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. So it's not a matter of your love for them that's, that's dictating. It's your love for Christ that's dictating. Excellent. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I didn't think of that. Excellent. Well done. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have much to add here. I mean, you guys really covered it. So, but let's, um, on top of all of that that was said, let's, um, let's come back here. Okay. They are... Parents uh, who have abdicated their duties, okay? They are parents who have severely hurt their children. They are parents who are not worthy of the title. They are parents who are extremely evil, demonic even. Uh, They are parents who make merchandise of the children that they're supposed to protect. Okay, uh, they are parents who care much more for themselves than for their own children. Uh, we can keep going on. I- I'm trying to show you here that there's this is a category that exists. It is a painful thing for me to come to you when you have a parent like that who has abused you, abused your siblings, um, who's or who just doesn't care about you. He doesn't know what you've, he doesn't know what you've eaten today. Like, he just doesn't, doesn't really care. Um, it, it's, a, it's a painful thing for me to come to you and say you must honor them. Um, but the reality is that you must. But what does that honor look like? Let me tell you what that honor looks like. There might come a time where they come to you for forgiveness. Are you with me? There might come a day where they will come to you and say, I've treated you wrong. If you are a Christian who loves the Lord Jesus Christ above everything, you will be compelled at that moment to open up your heart and forgive them. If you, I, I'm saying you are compelled by God. God tells you to. 
If you do not feel like it, doesn't matter. You must forgive them. Now, there might be a process in place. There might be things that need to be done. Perhaps the restraining order, you know, that was in place. Legally, that was there because they were so abusive, you had to get a court order. Whatever it is that now has to be dealt with, and there might be time of cleansing and talking through the issues to try and see if the repentance is genuine. But the, the, you must leave a space for forgiveness. You with me? I know this is... You see, when we're talking about this, we're talking really... We're going really... We're touching your heart. Okay? Okay? When we're talking about this, we're touching really the, the recesses of your heart because having a mom or a dad who is alive and treating you like you're nothing or treating you, you know, abusing you in, in, a, in a particular way or speaking to you emotionally, whatever... Or just like who's alive but doesn't care about you. Who's just out there, out there in the world gallivanting. That is more detrimental than actually losing a parent to death. It's much better off if a parent dies than to know that they're alive but they are the ones bringing to you this kind of pain or treating you as though you are insignificant. Why do you exist? You're an inconvenience to their life. That thing touches you. In Zulu we say, Manonini. In English, it basically means it touches you where you're soft. It touches you all the way inside. But you must... Hear me clearly, friends. When we pray the prayer, forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive... Who doesn't want me to speak? Why are you bewitching me? Your muti didn't work, I'm back. Your muti failed. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, when we pray, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, then there will come a time in your life where that is tested. Okay? And children of God must be those who are quick, for, quick to forgive. Okay? So I'm saying all of this because... Perhaps right now, as your parent is like that, there's no relationship between the two of you, perhaps, or there is a relationship, but it's just rotten, and distance is the best thing. And that's fine. I think uh, you, there might be a situation like that where you distance, especially with abusive people. I, <clears throat> generally, distance is what, what is the best recommended remedy because abusive people... Are, are slaves to their abusive ways. And it takes a lot uh, to get that to stop. And, uh, so I would say to you that, that distance is good and you know, certain things come first here. So you, in honoring them, you're just going to stay away from them. But honoring them for you looks like leaving space for reconciliation. Now, as hard as it is, you have to leave that space. 
Uh, you can't be a Christian and have a category of someone that you will never forgive. Are you with me? You cannot be a Christian and have a category in your heart for someone that you will never offer forgiveness to if they ask you for forgiveness. Yeah? That is Christianity now, and this is when it gets hard, but it's real. You, you, you need, to, need to be a forgiving person. You, you, need, to, you need to offer forgiveness freely. Uh, God is gracious. God forgives people. God forgave you. Okay? So you, you need to have that category open. And I know it's hard, guys, and we can talk about it afterwards. Feel free to contact me, talk about this. It's a hard subject. Forgiveness, especially for those kinds of things, is a hard subject. Especially if you watched your dad beat your mom. If you're like... It's just a hard situation. Like, it's not going to lie with you. Uh, lie to you. It's hard. Um, but who said Christianity is easy? There you go. Um, so... Let's move on from that one. Group C. Just speak fast. You'll be fine. Excellent. Love it. Very good. Um, I, I, lo- I, lo- I love that breakdown. Um, that breakdown there really gets to it. It's, it's, um, 
sorry, what did you, there was this, the thing that you said when you came here, you get two things in your definition. Read them to me again. Yeah. Yes. 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 Thank you. That, that that's the second part. The fulfilling uh, an obligation or an agreement. Um, so the 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 esteem, the first part, the esteem uh, belongs to a person because of their office, and some people are not worthy of honor. Okay, you, you read that. Okay, honorable, dishonorable. You saw that in those texts that I gave you. So some people are not worthy of honor. Uh, and some people are really worthy of honor. So let me, let me, so for your noun part, let's put it this way. If your parents have done their duties with regards to you, honor them. Okay? If they've, they've taken care of you, they've tried, just honor them. Just Honor them with the esteem that because they've, they've done everything that they need to be doing, uh, they've taken care of, they haven't abdicated their duties, you honor them because what they've done is honorable and therefore they have, they, they have a seat of parent in your life and they've made sure that they've taken care of that seat. Okay, that seat is still an honorable seat. They have not messed it up with bad things. But there are certain parents, okay, who, like the ones we were talking about just now in a moment, who by their actions means that there's a certain amount of honor that can't go to them. You with me? Okay, there's a certain amount of esteem. See, the highest esteem you have in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17 is to who? To God. Why? He's the supreme being. He's the most lovely, most excellent, most powerful. He's the one that we give all honor to. There's really no limit to our honoring of God. Are you with me? But there is a limit to our honoring of the government, isn't there? We honor the government, but there's a limit. We, we can never say that God did anything wrong. But there's a way for us to honor the government while we're saying that they did something wrong. Are you with me? Same thing with our parents. There's a way to honor our parents. Those who have done really well, we need to honor them. Thank God for them and honor them. And those who have done things that I'm talking categorically, not because you guys don't, you know, you know, maybe you just guys don't get along, whatever, but they've done everything they're supposed to. I'm talking categorically. Someone who has taken care of you. What is, what is your parent's obligation to you as your parent? They've taken care of you. They're feeding you. They're, they're nourishing you. They give you what you need. Honor them. Okay, they've got to have their flaws and others, but, but honor them and don't, and don't hold anything back. But those who have abjugated their duties, those who abusive emotionally, spiritually, not spiritually, unless they're your pastor, but, uh, but emotionally, physically, etc. Those who are abusive in their ways, so they've actually tainted their seat of parent. Then there's a way to honor them, but that's not, you don't give it the full esteem. Okay? You, don't, you don't go all up. There's, just, there's a limit to it. And it's going to look in a certain way. And in some of the extreme ways, it means that you really stay away from them and you just only leave open a door for forgiveness if they, if they come to ask for forgiveness. Are you with me? That's it. So, in that sense. But however, the, the verb aspect, I love it. Because it just basically means to fulfill an obligation. Like we saw in 1 Timothy 5. You see that in Romans. Uh, you see that in Hebrews 13. It's to fulfill the obligation that you have. And so what's the obligation that you have? If they're destitute, take care of them. Um, 
if you are still under their home, honor their rules, the rules that they have. Fulfill the obligation that you have. So honoring, uh, honoring them means in that way, in that semantic range, if we're going to separate it that way, you want to look at it in all those different aspects and say, um, I'm still honoring you, but perhaps I, I need to go this far. But if they've done their job, guys, and I keep repeating this, because most of you guys who are here, I mean, I once asked you, maybe I need to ask you again because maybe there's been new people, but I once asked you who here has a mom and a dad, and a lot of you raised their hands. And I asked you, who here has a mom and a dad in their home who's taking care of them? And a lot of you raised their hands. So it was, I was expecting not to see that because of the stats that are out there. But then again, it makes sense because you guys are in university. So you guys are actually the outliers. The large stats out there says that uh, the vast majority of people grow up without, without parents. But you guys are the ones who actually had parents, or largely here, are the ones who had parents. And so you, you here, especially, generally, okay, talking just to general, because of what I saw when I asked you to raise your hand, uh, generally then, you, you ought to just honor your parents and honor them to the highest esteem. Don't lie to them. Don't um, fulfill your obligation to them. Okay, Group D. It's impossible for anyone not to hear you with that deep voice, my man. That's impossible. Go ahead. Okay, good, good stuff. Yes, for what purpose did God give this command to Israel? That's exactly right, to create order. Okay, it's a, it's a command that is bringing order to the society of Israel. And so therefore for us, it is a, it is a, a base command by which we, we see how things, things are supposed to work. Um, for what kind of society is produced? Just look at South Africa. Um, when, when there are no parents to honor, okay, so okay, the stat I told you was 60% of South African households have no dads, okay, 
79% uh, of all black households, and there are no deaths. 79. 79. That's an A in school. <laughs> okay. We, we are past, we are excelling and not having dads at home. Are you seeing the serious? I mean, you laugh. This is serious. Is there, is there, is there no wonder then we have a country that, like we have? Okay, you, are you, you're, you're itching. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Can you talk about it after? Okay, let's finish this. So, so um, we have a problem because uh, if 79% of, uh, of a whole community has no dads, then there's no dads to honor. You see? And so, because there's, there's no dad to honor, which means then there's, you've, got, you've got chaos. And generally, you, what you find is um, that that creates a, a loop where the society in and of itself just starts eating itself. I, I don't know if you guys have been seeing all these teenage pregnancy stats that have been coming out. Absolutely just terrifying stuff. Ten-year-olds. I didn't even know that a ten-year-old could get pregnant. Ten-year-olds. I mean, the, the numbers are crazy. Just for Gauteng alone, the numbers were absolutely insane. I forget the actual stat now. Three quarters. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you can keep adding that. I mean, when you look at, I mean, every single negative statistic that you can look at in society, you can map it to the family structure at home. So people who drop out, generally, society structure at home. Teenage pregnancy, generally the family structure at home. And all of these kinds of things. So then, if there are no dads, there's no dad to honor, hence chaos. If there are dads and they are not honored, chaos. Um, my, my, my appeal to you, dear Christians, okay? Talking to Christians now, because we are the new humanity, okay? We're the one who are going to the celestial city. We are the city on the hill. Let me, let, let, let me, let me appeal to you. Honor your parents as a, a way to, to, have some, to show some semblance of order in this chaotic country. Are you with me? To show, be, be a, so, being salt and light. You think being salt and light means pestering strangers with the gospel. It means that, but it also means honor your mom and dad at home. Do you, do you realize the, 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 the mental fortitude and the, and the awareness, the conscious awareness, the energy that is exerted to respond kindly to your parent when you're frustrated with them? The amount of energy. I wish we could, I, I wish we could like... Put like some stuff and we can measure it and, and say it's like this amount. Maybe you burn like 500 calories when you're trying to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the amount of, of fortitude and awareness to, to control yourself under God and respond kindly to your parent when they're frustrating you. To respond honoringly to your parent. I say this because, and, and I'm, okay, I, guys... 
you and I, we have, we have relationships here. So you and I, uh, we're, just gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna be honest, okay? I, I try to contextualize things because I try to make, to study as many different kinds of people as are here in front of me. And one of the things that I've seen, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on a particular group now, but please don't feel offended. I'm just trying to help. Uh, my Western friends in the room, those of you who are of the Caucasian persuasion or maybe the colored ones. What I found, just doing some research and what speaking to some parents, some of people who are your parents, white parents, and what I, what I see just in general is that that is perhaps one, of the, one group that seriously does not honor their parents. Just from, just from what I'm observing, and I've spoken to a number of parents, just because I look at how a teenager speak to their parents. And there's a stark difference for me, and I think part of the difference is partly cultural. But then I thought, okay, maybe this is just a cultural thing. And, and, and part of it is because, you know, in, in the Western culture, you, you, you're supposed to advance, and you're supposed to push the envelope and ask questions. That's, hence, we have all the innovation and everything, and that's great. But what comes with that is a disdain for authority. What comes with that is a, is a looking down Whereas in the African culture, it's so, like, the authority is such a big deal that you don't even, you don't want to push the envelope when perhaps you should. In the, on the one side, you push the envelope so much that you think your parent is an idiot. And I've, and I've, and I, so I've observed this and then I, I've asked a number of white parents in this church and elsewhere. I've asked a number, and I say, do you feel honored? And one mom, I asked this question, and the, the mom had tears, literally, she cried. She said, I've just given up. So I thought, okay, so I thought this was a cultural dynamic, but the parents themselves feel not honored when their kids are snappy with them, tell them, just tell them that's not how things work. That's not how, that's not how it works, mom. This is how it works. Hi, boy, who are you talking to? That's not how it, no, mom, 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 keep quiet, mom, listen to them. Who are you talking to? When you say, mom, mom, keep quiet, mom, hi, boy, hi, boy, hey, baba. Who are, you, who are you talking to? No, no, dad, dad, you don't know what you're talking about, dad. This is how these things work. Hi, boy. Say, rather say, uh, dad, I, I hear you, dad, but um, actually, you know, dad, uh, the things have changed. It, it actually works this way now. Is that so hard? Honor your parents. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to contextualize here because this is one thing that I've observed and I feel like I need to say it. But it applies, of course, to everyone. Do, honor your parents. And that is being salt and light. To use your energy because that is how we as a city on a hill, Christians, by controlling ourselves in those moments when we feel frustrated with them, in those moments when we feel like they're acting like idiots, and instead re- responding to them in, manner that's, that manners that honor, in a manner that honors them, what we're doing is we're, we're showing to the principalities and powers. Go read Ephesians. Ephesians says that God did this, saved us, you and me. He saved us, brought us to himself. For what purpose? To show, lavishly, to, to, to show his power to the principalities and powers that be, that what he's able to do in a human being. God is able to take a rebellious, stiff-necked, snobby-nosed human being and make them humble and change them. So think of, it, think of it as a battle in your mind where you are displaying the glory and the wonder of Jesus Christ 
when you control yourself in how you speak to your parents. Okay? You, 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 you're too focused on doing great exploits for God and you're leaving the things that are necessary at home undone. Start at home. Start there. Do what is necessary at home. Honor your parents. And if you are honoring your parents, be encouraged. What you're doing is necessary and good. Be encouraged. It's not a small thing that you're doing. When you control yourself, when you speak to them kindly, when you do what they tell you to, even though you don't feel like it, be encouraged. What you're doing is a beautiful thing. It is part of what God is. It is an order. It's an ordering of society. You are, you, are take, you are taking your part in ordering society. Stop trying to go march and do a protest there. Try to order society that way. And you're busy disobeying your parents at home. Or you're busy dishonoring your parents. Or you're talking about your parents with your friends as if you're talking about a dog. This is your parents. You see, start at home. Honor your parents. That's how the society, that's how the world is honored. Why is this the first command with a promise? Um, um, and by that, and I fleshed out the question, how do you think this promise comes about? Um, some people think, you know, the promise that's here is that, so that, that it may go well with you in the land that your Lord, your God is giving you. Some people think that this is supernatural, okay? So if I obey my parents, then I'll have like 300 years of life. It doesn't work like that. What he's saying is, if you, if you honor your parents, you are agreeing with God's ordering of society, and it's going to go well with you in the land, just by natural law, it's going to go well with your land, and so therefore, in the land, you will live long. You, are you with me? If, you honor, if we are a people who honor our parents, the society around us is going to flourish and therefore, we're going to live long. There's no, it's not something supernatural here that God is going to add every... Ah, okay, he's obeyed a parent, add another year. <laughs> obeyed the parent, honored the parent, add another, add another 300 seconds to the life. Doesn't, no, it's not what he's saying. He's saying that if, you, if we live this way in an honoring fashion, then the society is going to be ordered. Remember, it was given to Israel, and Israel was going to have a land... Okay, the, the old covenant was primarily physical. It had spiritual aspects, but it was primarily physical. And so a lot of the things there were proverbial. If you honor your parents, meaning everybody honored their parents, and therefore everybody's doing what needs to be done in terms of the society, we are going to have a good time in this land. That's basically what he's saying. Are you with me? Um, so don't try and, uh, you know, when your parent dies, start calculating how many years did I honor my parent and how much longer do I have to live? That's not what he's saying. Did I see a question at the back there? That's such a specific thing. I mean, it, it's, it, I think it just depends on the situation because, I mean, if I see my... Sorry? 
Oh, the question was if you see someone and let's say they claim to be a Christian. Okay, so someone's not a believer, let's say, and you see them, you see them dishonoring their parents. Do you rebuke them in that situation or do you wait for another time? What I'm saying is that it, it probably just, it, we have to take these kinds of things case by case. Like if, if that unbeliever is my brother talking to my parent like that, um, I have a responsibility to be a big brother and help my brother do things properly or be a good brother, even if it's an older brother. Um, uh, there are certain things in our household that we must not tolerate. So if it's a family thing where I have a voice, I need to deal with it. Um, if it's like just in public, you know, you're at Chekas and then you hear a child speaking to a dog, you can't now insert yourself. Um, uh, but maybe let's say this is like a friend um, and uh, maybe you're trying to share the gospel with them. Um, you may, maybe you're trying to disciple them, showing the ways of Christ and then you see them do that. Perhaps you can use that as a way to establish their guilt. As just as a gospel opportunity. You see, the way that you spoke to your parent there, God's going to judge you for it. And what are you going to do? You, need, you know what I mean? So you can, there's perhaps different ways you can do it. Um, because you just want to be sensitive to the situation specifically. Um, yeah, your question from group A. help out with the in-laws? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the question becomes, it's a matter of, um, of uh, when, you be, when, you, when you are married, you become one flesh, yeah? So I don't, you're in community property, out of community properties, doesn't matter. You're one flesh because you're married. You made a vow before the Lord. So now her parents are your parents. So you, as a unit, have to make a return if her parents are destitute. Because she has to. And now they're your parents as well now. So you, you, you're, it is a responsibility. You have to do it. The community of property, that's just a legal thing. Um, that's not really, that doesn't really mean anything here. Does that make sense? By the way, as a bonus, um, just as a bonus as an aside here. Um, did you know that in South Africa it's, it's very unwise to marry in community of property? Because it's crippling. Okay, so just think about that. Talk to me when you're trying to get married. I'll give you more. It's very unwise to get married in communal property in South Africa because it's extremely crippling. It's better to have out of communal property with accrual. That way, uh, you, even if one of you has an issue financially or whatever, the other one is able to continue and the family is still able to stand. Are you with me? So just, again, just some free legal advice on the side here. And that doesn't mean that you're less married. You're still married. You just have to be wise as serpents in how you deal with uh, laws. I, I know sometimes Christians think that the only way to get married is community of property. No. It'll get you in trouble. Uh, if you something. Just something on the side here. Any other questions regarding this? Is everybody happy? Can we close this now? Sorry? Yo. You know, it's always the mother-in-law. Poor mother-in-law. Why can't it be the father-in-law? 
Um, no, I'm fit. Um, I mean, you have to define what a handful is, you know, and you, but I, I still think honoring is still required. Um, you, have to, you, have to you have to define what handful is. Unfortunately, those are real situations, okay? And you have to deal with them. Once you are your, your own family unit, you have to make sure that this, this is your most important uh, relationship now, yeah? So you, you, you make sure that this is thriving and, and don't sacrifice it for other reasons, yeah? Are we happy? Yeah? Should we close? Okay, let's pray. Our dear Lord in heaven, we do thank you for your word and we thank you for your provision for us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the many families that are represented here. And I do pray, Lord, where there, wherever there is hurt, wherever there is brokenness, wherever there is um, you know, hurt feelings, uh, sins that are not forgiven, uh, Lord, that you would bring healing in, these different, in the many families that are represented here. I pray, Lord, for each of the families, you would, uh, uh, you would bring salvation uh, to whoever uh, needs to be saved whoever's lost and you bring about real and lasting change so that we can see families that are thriving uh, families that are honoring to you uh, families where your word is prized above egos above everything else we pray lord that you would do this but ultimately lord i do pray for these students here that each and every one of them and the ones and the in every each and every person who's here it would would take their responsibilities with, to their parents, with regards to their parents, very seriously. Uh, that they would not wane and wax, um, but they would honor you and, and do what you call them to. I pray, Lord, that you change us, that you'd uh, refresh us uh, with your word and give us your spirit daily to help us to walk in the narrow path, even when it's extremely hard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.